Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide And not to be dramatic, but we would literally be nothing without Shopify because every single one of our businesses is on there and we are not tech people. You know, who's definitely not a tech person? Davide. Guess who knows Shopify like the back of his hand? Davide. Because it's that easy to use. Whatever you're selling, you can sell it on Shopify. It simplifies selling online and in person, which is what he does with his store, So you can focus on successfully growing your business. It covers every sales channel. There's an in-person POS system, which, you know, is so amazing for us specifically if you have a physical store because your inventory is all tracked in the store and online. And it has just this beautiful all-in-one e-commerce platform that lets you sell across various social media markets like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. It's packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth. We pull reports and that's literally how we're able to like show our investors or raise more money. And we were able to learn it so well because Shopify has really amazing 24-7 help and an extensive business course library. There is really nothing that you cannot do with Shopify. And we are the perfect example of it because we have Baroncini, LPA, and Giaia on there. It was really easy to build. It's easy to use. It's easy for me to refund an order. It's just to die for. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period. If you go to shopify.com slash best, all lowercase, go to shopify.com slash best to take your business to the next level today. That is shopify.com slash best. Hi, Joey. Hi, Pia. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited. I also think we should tell everybody how we met, which was through your sister. My sister. You lived next to her in Venice. Which is so funny. And she thought you were like the coolest thing, and you are the coolest thing, but we never knew each other, and then we just kind of, it just happened naturally. She, well, I remember you came in town one time. She was like, I have a brother who lives in New York. I can't, oh, I was like doing something one time. This is like what I first started doing kind of like some influencer stuff and she like saw me taking a photo for something like at the apartment. She's like, what's that? And I was like, oh, it's like I'm like working with a brand on something. And she's like, my brother's an influencer. (laughs) And I was like, you have a brother who's a male influencer? Because there's really not that many. There's not that many. Not like me, any. Not at all. And I was like, oh, my God, show me his Instagram. And then I was like, oh, you're friends with Danielle. Like, oh, my God. Like, Mm -hmm. I I lived in New York, obviously, for a long time. So we just, like, missed each other. And now we're friends. Do you remember, like, Fashion Week one time at the Plaza Hotel or something? We were so, not the Plaza, the Gramercy Park Hotel and that big room. We were like that fair. was the Harper's Bazaar party. Harper's Bazaar party. I was off my rocker that day. We night. were off our rocker. <laughs> it was so fun. And then we knew we were meant to be. Oh, my God. I was like, yeah, that night ended up being really crazy. I got home at like five, like five in the morning. But Story like, of my life in New York. My whole New York career was just out till 5 a.m. How did we live? I don't know. I think, but about I think that we often. had to get it out of our system in New York. L.A. is like, New York's where either. you live in your 20s and L.A. is where you live in your 30s. And that's what I've come to the conclusion of, even though I just turned 30. You didn't think you were going to be here. You only just turned 30. Yeah, I just turned 30. July 21st, cancer, baby. I love a cancer. I love a cancer. What are you? Scorpio. Oh, yeah, we're meant to be. My dad was a cancer. Oh, they're the best. We're the most soft part of so emotional. We really are. This is sensitive. I'm very sensitive. I have a very big heart. That's like the part of me that people don't see is like, I just like care too much about like other people's 
emotions, but I don't think it's a bad thing. And like being on a TV show now, I watch myself back and I'm like, I, I gotta be, would I gotta be, be proud of who, because I'm a, I'm a lot. Yeah. And I just had to be proud of it. So I had to just watch it back and just own who I am. But I learned a lot about myself, let me tell you. I mean, we're going to really deep dive into we're, this. We have because... a lot to talk about. <laughs> okay, I want to talk about how you got into doing influencer stuff to begin with. Like, where did you grow up? How did you end up in New York? And then how did you become an influencer? Okay, I'll try and give you the cliff notes. That's my biggest problem is I sometimes don't shut the fuck up. But I need to give you the cliff notes. Okay. I grew up in Virginia. Mm-hmm. I went to school in Virginia to a art, little art school called VCU. Mm-hmm. I did broadcast journalism and then I moved to New York like as quickly as I could. I graduated in three years. And then I was like, I need to be like working at Vogue with Anna. Did that (laughs) and turned. Oh, you've interned for her? Interned for Vogue, then did WSJ. Was like, did the whole like New York struggle bus, like lived with like the rats and the, Mm -hmm. on a mattress. And then (laughs) I was working in PR. I did Givenchy at KCD. I worked in like Alexander Vautier, Longchamp at BPCM, and then I went to in-house at Tommy Hilfiger. And that's when my Instagram was like popping on the side. And I decided, I was like, this could be a career. And my first brand, I don't think I've ever talked about this. My first brand deal ever on Instagram was, was Jewel, like the smoking device. <laughs> Before Jewel was Jewel, they reached out to me and they're like, we'll give you $500. I was like, Amazing. 500 bucks. And, yeah. I got, and I went to Florida to visit my mom and my mom took the picture of me smoking the jewel on like a lounge on the beach. How I had to send you the picture. I was probably 22. That is to die for fucking hilarious. It was amazing. Do your parents live in Florida now? My mom, my parents are divorced. Mm-hmm. My dad still lives in Virginia with my stepmom and my mom lives in oh, Florida. I remember Michelle told you. You know the vibe. You yeah. live next door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this story. There's a lot of people. In my, I have mom yeah. brain. Yeah, you do? Yeah. You, you have a baby like you and your brain just goes like bleh. I'm ready for babies, I think. Am I, I ready you, for babies? Maybe. I want you guys to get married first, obviously. That's, that's the big question. How old is Brian? 35, 36. Wait, 35. That's a nice age gap. It'll be 36 this year. Wait, so at what point were you like, oh, I can pay my bills with doing influencer stuff? I think I started to get like a lot of brand deals at one point and I was just like, okay, like I could do this full time and if I have more time to do it, I think I could really do well at it. Yeah, because that's always the thing. If it's a side thing and then you're like, I'm not really dedicating myself to this. Exactly. And I would like take pictures on the weekend when that was like what people wanted to see and like, Tommy Hilfiger found out about it and brought me into the room with HR and they're like, you can't do both. And you know, HR department, honey, they were just like, we need to like delete your Instagram account. And I was like, I'm not deleting. My boss was like, just stay. We're not going to delete your Instagram account. And they kind of, I kind of had an ultimatum, you know? So I decided to. I feel like that would be illegal now if somebody like, yeah, I don't know if that's they like just a- did, I'm like, I'm not, it's not competing <laughs> brands. I wasn't working for Ralph Lauren. Yeah. And that's the moment I just was like, I need to take a risk. I'd like saved up like some money because I was planning to do it eventually anyway, but that was kind of like my out. I was like, okay, let's take a risk and do it. My parents thought I was crazy. Yeah. And I did it and it worked out. I signed with my first agency like within six months. My first like Amazing. big brand deal was with Nutrafol, the hair regrowth. Oh my God, thing. I work with them nonstop. And they're the best. Well, I, it works. It really it's works. It's the only reason why I have thick, long hair. It really works. You have beautiful hair. If I stop taking it, it falls out because I have really bad PCOS. Yeah, Brian does. Brian has something too. So he has like, it just works. So I hosted like dinners for them. I did that for three months, like contract. It was my first like, I was like, oh, I can do this. Yeah. And I think I made it. Oh, I mean, you clearly <laughs> did. I did. I did the damn thing. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing when I first started, but like, Five, six years later, here I am. You were bullied a lot growing up, yeah? Yeah. I mean, that must be an interesting thing now for people who were assholes to you in high school and elementary school to, like, open their phones and see what you're doing. When did you come out? I came out summer going into 12th grade, summer going to 11th grade, somewhere around there. Okay. How was that received? It was, I lived in Virginia, so I was in the South, so I was always being bullied. Like, listen, I've always been, had this voice, been this flamboyant, Mm -hmm. so people kind of, like, knew, but I didn't know. So I was like, why does everyone keep calling me gay? (laughs) And I was like, why? But it was like, you know, people knew. When I came out to my parents, they were chill, and my mom was like, but, because I was still kind of hooking up with girls sometimes, and like, you know, I don't know. I have so many gays in my life that, like, my friends have, like, hooked up with a long time ago or something, and I'm like... But it was hard. Like, I think people just decided to, like, take that and run with it. But, you know, people would hang out the bus windows and call me faggot. Like, people would, like, like in front of my parents. It was bad. Oh, I changed no, schools twice. parents? Yeah, which was awful. Exactly. It was like, you don't want to see, you don't want your parents to see what you're going through at school if it's you're having a rough time. I was also very overweight. And I had very bad cystic 
like boil acne mm. and I was on everything different do act like and then I got an Accutane and then I got an Adderall so I was like <laughs> I'm like I just got skinny what and hot one two punch I was like Adderall oh and Accutane and I was like the skin cleared up. I was on so much Adderall in high school, too. They just love to prescribe that. They lo- I was on Vivan 70 milligrams. So everybody who's mad at Ozempic, I'm like, you guys, yeah. Adderall was here first. Adderall Why was here first. I'm like, what's more, you know, and then I got off. I haven't taken Adderall in like six years because I it just freaks me out. It's really, it really. So you dealt with it in high school, too? Kills your soul. Yeah. Yes. It sucks the joy and soulfulness out of your body. It's a very evil drug. But I understand a lot of people need it to function. And if dosed correctly, I understand that people become extremely high functioning. And I am all about that, of course. But the way it was so overly prescribed to me, it was like 30 milligram time release in the morning. And then there was like, here's a bunch of 10s. Just in case you need. Just to get, it was like and that I was for me chubby, too. And then all of a sudden I was thin. And then I was just like, okay, I'm now I'm just like a tweaker. Oh yeah, I was literally <laughs> a tweaker, bitch. I was like, I was on 70 milligrams. I remember one day before school, I accidentally took two 70 milligram Vivans and I passed out and had to go to the nurse. I literally like fell down. I got, it was the scariest thing in my life. And guess what, honey? I took another 70 milligram the next morning because I thought I couldn't function without it. No, you think and you can't I have very without. severe ADHD and ADD. So like I probably do need it but i'll just push through it's more how did by the way we could deep dive into this for a long time i'm also really sure that could. like your fucking diet probably had a lot to do with like you know i mean i also feel like there's a lot of like underlying things that can help alleviate the add symptoms for I mean, sure how was the accutane rough that it can make people very, very depressed. depressed yeah mm-hmm. it was like my brother know, like carved his initials into his chest when he was on accutane it was giving school. like and it wasn't like a goth period bitch like i was just really in a dark place and i had to go on it twice a lot of teenagers have to go on it these are like big feelings to deal with when you're really young yeah and i didn't i just knew i didn't want to be made fun of for my skin which like i still struggle with that insecurity all the time of course. so it's always gonna follow me but i've learned to get over it but I, I took a risk. I was like, whatever, I'm going to go on it one more time. The second time, I didn't get as surprised, but like, I was like borderline suicidal the first time I took it. It was very scary. But then I would get off of it, and I was fine, like back to normal. It was yeah. very, very dark And it times. cured the acne, huh? Oh, honey. I know. I never get acne anymore yeah, either. Like, I don't get a pimple. I wonder what that is. What is it? I mean, it's high-dose vitamin A, right? Oh, well, I'm on high-dose high vitamin C and D right now for some reason. I just took, like, five pills before I got here. It's okay. Do you take vitamin D or any vitamins? I get, I have, I just had it shot in my arm yesterday. Oh, yeah, I'm a, I love to, I take so many vitamins. I got an NAD, a vitamin C, a B12. <laughs> I did all this stuff yesterday. That's what I did yesterday. That's why we're like so high-functioning. Yeah. See, we all need Adderall. Yeah. Just some vitamin shots. Just very unattainable, horribly expensive fucking vitamin. I mean, it's all privileged Like 500 stuff. bucks. I'm like, yeah, we're very lucky we can, like do that yeah i mean i'm i yeah it's very low it's nice because it's like i work with this young girl who's like trying to build up her business and it's like a really beneficial thing for both of us because what she's oh, that's about amazing. Her, actually you should work with her because she's only it's like 200 dollars. <sighs> write it down we gotta go to her for I'll, 200 I'll, bucks it's we gotta, modwella send it to me yeah, okay i'm going it's like the most modwella i'm coming for you yeah she does great work okay how did you meet brian we met on Instagram. I like saw everybody. him. Wait, really? Mm-hmm. We're very similar. Mm-hmm. And Michelle, my sister's always said that. So it, it's like every time I tell you a story, we've had such crazy parallel. similar parallel. It's insane. Us being best friends would probably be a lot for the world. It's though, a disaster. It's a lot of it's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be a disaster <laughs> for the world. We're coming for you. We met on Instagram. I saw him on someone else's like story, and I just was like. I had dated. I've been so many toxic places. I was in a very abusive four-year relationship, physical, mental. I was no. like, yeah, hospital twice. What? Yeah. Do you talk about this often? I've never seen. I this. haven't really. I talked about it in some interviews and stuff, but I've never really dove into it. How old were you? That. It was right when I moved to New York, so I was like 21, 20, 21. And you lived together. We were long distance because he lived in the Hamptons and I lived in Virginia at the time, and I moved in with him, and it just got really bad. And he started as two gay guys. I think people don't think about it's never okay to hit anyone period yeah but when you're two guys it's like it was my first relationship i was like is this normal like so i was like i'm not gonna like kind of like it was kind of started as like wrestling stuff and then i was like getting my head cracked open and i have three (gasps) plates and nine screws in my left foot because he threw me down the stairs. It was like crazy. Would he, was he apologetic? Was it like stockholm it was so toxic you i mean it was like who knew about it no one at the time and then i had to tell my dad my dad was like, well, you need to get the, I'm not 
like, you know, you got to get out of there. Was he much older? He was like, yeah, he was like six years older than me. And he was unhinged, but he taught me a lot about myself. So like I, I figured it out, but it was very scary. How did you get out of that relationship? I just like, it, it lasted way too long. I was in and out. And I think a lot of people might be in this position. Like you, this fucked up things happen and you're like, but I love them and I can love them. And one day my heart was just like, I'm like, I, I got tired of like trying to do, keep it up. And I finally was just like, I gotta go. So I like broke the lease early to the house, like, and kind of got the fuck out of there. I moved into an apartment I'd never seen before. I found it on Craigslist. Mm. None of my furniture that I brought from college fit. Threw it all away, so I was sleeping on a mattress and a rolling rack is all that fit in the room because I had no fucking money. Yeah, of course. I had a mattress rolling rack room too. I had a couple of them. You know, like you (laughs) need it. Um, It it shaped me, but I got out of it and it just, my life skyrocketed after that. Was it scary? Like was he threatening you when you would leave? Or was he just kind of like, okay, we're done here? He wasn't threatening me, but he definitely tried to make an effort to like fuck up my life in New York. And he started to try and spread rumors and he mm. tried he tried to do a lot of things to just bring me down. But it didn't work, bitch, because here I am. I pushed through and I'm so glad that relationship taught me everything <clears throat> I need, like so many tools that I used. And I became really strong for me. And then I built my career right after that. And like, Isn't I don't it funny how when a door closes that the other ones just open up so much. And, and like people, the way things work for a lot of people is like. I'm not, I don't think you're like this either. I'm not a dweller. Like if something really bad happens in my life, I have to figure out a way to try and see the positive and why it's yeah, happening yeah. because a lot of people don't do that. It's a, it's a holdback for a lot of people. For me, I always have taken the negatives and created a positive out of it. And it's really hard to do. But mm-hmm. I think that relationship was the biggest thing. I was like, how am I ever going to like recover from this physically and mentally? I was like, what? Like, and I did. And I'm just like, you know. I didn't ever see the light of finding someone like Brian. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, when I found him, I was like, I've always kind of manifested this type of person in my life. And it, it just... It's also funny, like, you had a feeling in your 20s that you would never recover. Like, hopefully we live to be, like, in our 90s. Like, that's oh, yeah. a long life ahead of you. You know, when you're in your 20s, you just think these things are so definitive. Everything is, like, end-all, be-all. But yeah. really, it's like life is, like, so much... More beautiful. Than I mean, the bumps we have our whole thirties to go through, and then like I'm I feel like forties so pe- is going to be peak. I mean, a fifty-year-old man is a dream, but I also feel like fifty-year-old women—they're just to die for it. Like I fifty hope I looks still so look different. Hot. You definitely will. We also we have access to every tool. We're gonna be going. I'm gonna be going hard <laughs> on the filler, honey. When I'm fifty, I'm gonna be like, but like still manly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like. I definitely want to age. Like my mom doesn't have anything. And I'm like, nothing. No. And I'm like, we please come with me to get like, because she probably doesn't need it though. Didn't I meet your mom one time at the Brunello Cuccinelli event? Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't need anything. That's a cool She's good thing to go. To say, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> yeah. Dominic worked for them for a long time. Oh, it was really cool. That was his job before. Wait, really? We were supposed to move there and like live in Solomeo. Like at the, like he was like, okay, we're engaged. Like, like I That's got kind of, that would have been chic. It's, it's, it's a town of 400 people. It's really small. So I was just kind of like, oh, my life would be the same forever. Like I would have kids and I would like wake up in the morning and like make him breakfast. And then he'd like come home for lunch and then he'd like come home for dinner. It'd be like the hamster real life. Like, <clears throat> but but it's, it's to die for and I could have traveled. I mean, it's like always like should we have, but like. I Maybe you'll settle down there. I kept telling him that he had like so much entrepreneurial potential that like he should take a chance and believe in himself and now he's Gaia which we should have brought you a sweater today but I couldn't go by his I didn't have time to go by his store but I think I want you to have like some of the I would love it I'll you send should you go my to the store or I'll go pick up stuff at the you store you should go because then it's like he'll be like oh like you're this and blah 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 and I'll make I you a cappuccino that. or he'll give you like a cocktail like it's so I need that I love a shopping experience the experience you should go with yes. Brian it's really special okay he'll love that You guys have heard me talk about Parallel before because it's core of my vitamin routine. I cannot live without it. Parallel is the first and only OBGYN founded vitamin offering targeted vitamin routines for each unique stage of a woman's hormonal life from pre-kids through 
trying for pregnancy and into postpartum. They aren't just a prenatal vitamin brand either. Each product is meticulously formulated by their founding team of world-class doctors, including OBGYNs, maternal fetal medicine doctors, endocrinologists in partnership with functional medicine doctors and nutritionists and even doulas. So it's one of the first products that I've ever encountered that has both Western and Eastern medicine practitioners high-fiving each other. Everyone's saying yes. And guess what? I've been taking this stuff for years because I took the mom multi-pack like the day that Carmela was born. And I love the full spectrum nutrition that it offers. Each pack has a multivitamin, which helps support thyroid function and immunity. There's an omega capsule for heart and brain health, as well as mood support, stress support capsules that help with my mood and mental health. And my favorite, the beauty blend capsule, which helps with hair, skin, and nails. And now that we are on our way to try for baby number two, I am taking the conception support pack, which bundles the vitamins I need to prep my body for pregnancy. Because guess what? I want to be prepared this time. And last time I was taking a bunch of different vitamins and who knows the doses. And I was spending so much money on like 20 different things and parallel just does it for you. You also know that I take the PCOS support every day. I am absolutely nothing without it. I also have Davide on the men's multi because guess what? Fertility is 50, 50. I love Parallel so much. These are my favorite people. And so we've worked out a deal because we love you and I really want you. Parallel is offering 15% off your first three months of Parallel with code 15BEST. So head to Parallel.co, that's P-E-R-E-L-E-L.co. You can cancel anytime with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Bionic harnesses science to make shoes that bring balance to our lives. Bionic shoes are designed for dynamic movement, so you feel energized and confident because guess what? I'm entering my, I am very much an adult era and I can't just throw on any kind of shoe because my feet hurt. Then it makes my calves hurt. Then it makes my hips hurt. Then I have back pain. And that's just where we are in life. So whether you need sneakers for long walks or smart casuals for the office, or maybe you want a shockingly comfortable heel or some slippers to recover, Bionic offers shoes for every day, all day, for every occasion. I have leopard loafers that are so cute that my mother stole them from me. And she's especially benefiting from Vionic. I mean, she's not wearing any other kind of shoe at the moment because this woman is constantly complaining about shoe pain leading to back pain. And Vionic works. And I'll tell you why. They have VO motion technology that aligns and balances the whole you feet first. The brand was created by scientists. And they've proven the notion that balance begins with our feet and moves through our body. When we're in balance with our body, we can be in balance with our lives. And I'm running around all day. I have the baby. I'm trying to go on walks when I have calls. So I get my steps in. I'm going to meetings and I want to look good, but I really just want to be comfortable because at the end of the day, if my feet don't feel good, my whole body doesn't feel good. And you have no excuse because Vionic offers a 30-day risk-free trial. So guess what? Use code BEST at checkout for free shipping at www.bionicshoes.com. That is www.bionicshoes.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, I want to talk about the show. How did that come to be? So, like, oh, the show. I know. Like I've talked so I much about it. There's so much... Basically, you like you went through. You, this has been. Oh, it's been going. Yeah, it's a whole yeah. other layer. It's of a so whole many other things. layer. So basically, like they wanted to create this show in LA about like kind of a Real Housewives adjacent for gay guys in LA, and I think this they, isn't anything to do with Bravo though, right? Because it's on MTV. No, it's on. It was supposed to be. I'm gonna spill the tea on some stuff. Okay. I hope I, well, MTV's not here today, so I'll spill the tea. Because it feels very like Bravo adjacent. It was supposed to be on Paramount Plus at first, okay. like as a streaming thing. And like last minute, they were like, we're putting it on MTV after RuPaul's Drag Race and we're cutting 30 minutes of RuPaul's Drag Race. People were pissed. Yeah, well, then that then this is where people got mad. And that's where people got mad. And like they had casted probably a thousand gay guys in LA. I mean, you all live here. 
We all, <laughs> it's the Mecca of the gays it's and Mecca. successful gays. Yes. So like they were interviewing, it took, I was interviewing for like six months and like, I was like. I mean, I can't imagine how many people and the fact that you, I mean, congratulations. I know and I'm proud of myself for getting it and that's why like you never let anyone dim your light and if you have, you know, to me this was a win because I always wanted to be on reality TV and mm -hmm. I think it's my calling and this is just the beginning for me. Watch out. Yeah, like it's one show, like it sets you up for all the, I mean, look at how many people have made a career out of it. Exactly. And it just, you know, it kind of fell into my lap, but it was like I had been thinking about it and like working towards it for a really long time. And how many people are your actual friends? Because some you knew and some you didn't. The only people that are my real friends on it, real Brad. friends of WeHo, it's Brad, Curtis, Todrick. Okay. Did I miss anyone? Brad, Curtis, Todrick. Can you remind him of who his friends are? Yeah. It's just Brad, Curtis, Todrick are my best friends. And did you know them before? You knew Brad, right? I've known Brad for 15 years, okay. yeah. And he was like a really good friend. And Was he scared to do reality TV after Rachel Zoe? I think so. I think we all kind of had our doubts, but for him, he'd been through it. He had a spinoff for two seasons, yeah. but it's a Brad, Brad world. So I think we were all a little scared, but I think the experience going through it together with the people that we got, to, like, we had so much fun, and, like, we all became super close. We, like, traveled. Like, it was fun, and we had a good and time. And what's the format? Like, because I feel like it's like, okay, you're, like, we're going to do X amount of trips together. There's going to be, like, events that are planned, and then you're going to, like, sit in the studio and, like, recap I mean, which has to be, like, exhausting. Oh, my God. Did you meet interviews. any of the men before you started taping? Like, the ones that you didn't know? Like, did you know you didn't know Dorian before? Of course I didn't know him, honey. And then, <laughs> no, I did not know him. And I, I yeah, no. That's I actually part of the whole, met him. That's part of this whole thing is you're I supposed met... to, you know, Davide was on Big Brother. <laughs> what? It's a big secret. <sighs> like, 10 years ago. I'm shocked. And so you set up, I, I mean, and by the way, when I launched LPA, a producer came and filmed like two days of me working and he was like, we want to do a reality show on this. And then they showed me the like tease, like the sizzler oh and had God. created all these fake scenarios where like, he was like, well, your assistant like definitely hates you. Your design assistant definitely hates you. And so we like ramped up that to have that be like a storyline. And I remember being like, wait, that's cool. Oh my God, I can't do this. I don't like, she doesn't hate me, but like, actually maybe she does. And I was like, that's gonna be a storyline. And like, that's weird. And then that's what she's gonna be known for. And like, I was just like, I don't have, so I don't think people understand, like, there's a lot of layers here. There's the layers of there's you being so excited to get a show, knowing that what it could lead you to. There's the layers of like, expected drama, but it actually ends up naturally happening because they cast these things perfectly, knowing people will not like each other. They, they did it with Davide, they did it with me, and they do it with the thing. It's That's how you get the whole fucking, otherwise, what are you talking about? A bunch of happy people. Uh, Unfortunately, society doesn't want that. And that was the hard part with the show, is everyone was trying to be pretty, pretty happy. happy. I'm like, stop trying to act like your life is perfect. We haven't I know you've made, been like, very good about calling people out for various behaviors. Yes, <laughs> and I was just myself on the damn show. Yeah. You know what's funny about Sizzlers? Me and Danielle, she has Sizzler, and we filmed it. And in the Sizzler, I go, what were we talking about again? Oh yeah, me, duh, and they cut it. I never said those words, but they cut it for the Sizzler. And we were about to go on E. And last minute, she decided she didn't have enough control. Like, she didn't want to be, she didn't want to do it. By the way, we're talking about Daniel Bernstein. Oh, yeah, we were. Mm -hmm. But she didn't want to do it. I was, like, so mad. I was, like, we should have done it. They filmed at her um, second skin overalls thing. And we, like, had this <gasps> drama. Like, it was so good. And it could have been good. But I don't know. Well, listen, you're opening yourself up. Then this is why I didn't do it. I said I, I don't have anywhere near the bandwidth mentally physically emotionally to be that available to the world because yes. people are fucking it is bad and i know that you dealt with this you got a lot of outside of just stuff for you personally because people are shit talkers but i know that the the drag race people really came for you dude wasn't there like a petition this is the thing and these are people from your own community there was a petition of thirty-five thousand people saying we're not going to watch the show because we want our 30 minutes of rupaul's drag okay. race do these people understand that mtv having a show about only gay men and a very diverse group of gay men is nothing but fabulous for the lgbtq plus community that's what I don't understand because it's such a good jumping you're gonna off point. You're going to shut it down. Also, RuPaul's Drag Race is iconic. It's a part of our culture. It should stay forever. But that's one specific pot of what this community has to offer. You know why gay guys, I feel like, have a hard time seeing themselves where mm -hmm. Drag Race is a nice representation of the gay community, but 
there in makeup and drag. But when yeah. it comes to having a show about six gay guys that are doing their thing and working in LA, gay guys don't want to see that. And that's it's been so a problem for important. decades. It's, I want that for like a future so, son that I have. Like, yes, it's really he, important. You know, we have family members that are like, hello, this is like good for everybody. And just to, you know, growing up, I never had anyone to look up to on TV that was like me, like when I came out. And like, it would have been so helpful. And I think that this show could have been that. And hopefully it continues to be. Yeah. But. I think the the way that everyone just decided to our own community tried to shut it down. So crazy. And start petitions to just to tear Let me tell you something. A huge portion of the people that are in my life are gay men and gay men who live in West Hollywood. And this shit is cut fucking throat. No one knows bitch. that. It is cutthroat bitch. I had an office where I was You know it was only all gay men and me and I would hear them every day talk about who's fucking who, what's going on, blah 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 blah. This happened with this person, the layers, the drama, the body shaming. No one knows about the body shaming, but it's really a real thing. And I it's I, I talked I like about this in the show. An apple. You're either going to bottom tonight or someone told you you were fat. You know, what it is. <laughs> that's what it is. Yes. I was like, what's happening? It's, the it, working out, the gym, the fucking pre-workout. I mean, oh, my the God. The steroids. And, and it's crazy. The like in West Hollywood, everybody is kind of like doing those types of things mm -hmm. in the gay community. And like a lot of knows. pressure. So you can imagine being on this show that got a lot of backlash from our own community in L.A., you know, like we actually like people come up to me all the time and I like but sometimes I do feel uncomfortable walking into like gay places because it's like you never know they've seen the show or they, they hate the show do they turn the TV off after RuPaul's Drag Race but I hope yeah so what's happening when you go out now are people they're like is it like 50 are people like staring at you like you took this thing away yeah, from us but, but it depends but you can always tell like, but they're the getting girl, the 30 minutes back they're getting the 30 minutes back so it doesn't even make sense to me so the show's been on for also so long it's like we're just trying to do this other thing also it was only 90 minutes for five seasons, and it's been on for 15 seasons, and they just started doing 90 minutes, and then they just went back to 60, and now they're going back to 90. But, like, we knew filming the show before we start, before we wrapped that we were going to have some hate watches. There was Our community just does that for these types of shows. We knew that it was going to be backlash, but one thing we also knew is that the Drag Race community... They are diehard. Yeah. And you don't fuck with them. So when we found out that we were after Drag Race, they never told us they were cutting 30 minutes off. So we were all like, yes, we're after. They were like, guess what, guys? You're after Drag Race. It's just like being after friends. Of course they're not going to tell you that. And then we see all these petitions in the tweets. And who do you think that the people blamed? The cast. So even like, you know, and people, and I was the only influencer on the show. So I yeah, think because I got the I mean, and I, I mean, from what I understand, some of the men on the show haven't even been posting about the show because they're scared of the backlash of the drag race crowd. James, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it, it pisses me off because who goes on a show and then doesn't promote it because they're afraid of the drag race? It's like doesn't make sense. To well, me. everything's scary. By the way, I don't want to pivot or I don't want to point anything out just in this community because think about people who are mean to you in high school. Think about moms, like the amount of mom shaming I get, like and mean mom comments, like. I think this is just like a human problem. Yes, you it's a I mean? human problem. It's a human problem. But I, I, mean, but I, I even, do think in this scenario, this is a group that like needs more fucking focus and attention. Way more, way more visibility. And like this like, could have been a jumping off point. And hopefully it still is. And hopefully. What has MTV said about it? We're, you know, I can't say about like season two, but we signed on for multiple seasons, but we don't know if we have the green light or not yet. And. You know, we're just waiting, but they were happy with it, to be honest. Like, our streamings were, like, amazing. But what do they say about, like, the 30, like, were you guys all, like, hello, like, a decision that you made is falling on all of us. I bet you they like the press. I don't know, because I was thinking, I was trying to figure it out from, like, the head of, like, MTV, who I'm close with, like, I was like, what's going on? They're like, oh, screw it. Like, whatever. We don't really care. It's fine. But I'm like. But you're like, I care because I'm getting I'm hate. Getting, yeah. I think it was unfortunate. I saw, like, some of my other cast members get really upset about it because, I think that we didn't feel maybe supported at times, yeah, but of at the end of the day, like the support that we had throughout the experience and even now, like has been amazing. MTV is like a great network. So mm -hmm. I'm just happy to be with them still. So I just, I don't know. It just sucked that we had to deal with that, but I'm, I was an influencer before I've been dealing with the hate comments and the yeah. mean shit. It's just like when people say like, we fucking hate you, blah, blah, and then go to like pick you apart personally about like my skin, my, my weight. Like there was a scene on the show where like my stomach kind of like hung out like in Palm Springs and 
I got the nastiest fucking comments. I got so many comments about my skin, but I worked on myself before the show because I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do filters. I knew I was going to be able to handle the lighting. So I was like, you got to you gotta get over this, Joe. Like, I had to, like, look at myself in the mirror and just be like, you need to yeah, I work mean, on yeah, this. What was just, I can't imagine. Like, are you, you don't get to watch the episodes before they go we live. We but you can't you can't tell them to take things out or anything, right? You don't have like editing control. I never did, but I know some people were like would watch it the night before him or the day before and be like, I like we're prissy. I was just I I rolled with it, man. I was like yeah. I did what I did. I didn't try to do anything for TV or be anybody else. So I just like I I didn't have anything I wanted to change, and that is my skin, and that's my real life. And sometimes it looked great in some scenes, but people were brutal to me. People were like like they said the meanest shit, and I got the meanest DMs, but I also got. The most beautiful, nice DM. So I know that's really like. It's not how it is. Though, the duality but, is always so crazy because it's like I'll read something sometimes and I'm like I just like shut down and I'm like I don't want to do it. Like I don't. I just want to like delete everything and like I don't know what to do. But then it's yeah. like then you get other people who are just normal and you're just like this is just kind of like how life works, I guess. It is. I think that too. And I it's so funny because like someone was like tearing me apart on DM and then I just scrolled up because I saw her thing and like literally like. A week before, it's like, hey, babe, can you send me the link? I'm the like, girl, what is going DMs on? The DMs that when you scroll up for years is like, love that dress. Is it because they want attention? Like, I don't get it. I think it's because. It's a them thing. Like, I can't. I think it's because, and like, this is what we all want. I feel like it, we're putting so much of ourselves out there. People are like, they feel like they know you. I feel yeah. like, I always feel like I know people. Even like Me I went too. to this like TikTok event the other night and it was like all, and I was just like in there as like a fan and I was like going up to like all the TikTokers like, I love you, I love you, and I love when you do this, and I love when you do this, da, 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 da. and it's like, you feel like you know someone. And yeah. then if they say something that, that if you say something that really bothers them, they feel really disappointed. They feel disappointed like they feel disappointed in a friend. Yeah. And that's I think that's so true. That's such a good, uh, such that's a good viewpoint. Because that's so true. You know, you get a fight with a friend or you're like, I can't believe you said that, you know, and you're just like. One thing to set them off and they're done. Yeah. I mean, I did that thing about drag, like drag shows being canceled, which by the way, today, drag shows got officially banned in Tennessee, it's which is so fucked up. I saw a really incredible meme that says that was like all these Catholic priests next to a bunch of, a bunch of like a drag photo. And it was like one of these group of people, only one of these group of people in costume have hurt children. It's true. I know. And I'm a Catholic, so I could say. Oh, so you could say, I mean, same. So that's like, I mean, I, I don't know. It was sad, but I lost so many followers. Like, for, me neither, by the way. Not that <laughs> Um, But I lost so many followers from that. I didn't give a fuck. But you lost just, followers? Oh, I lost like 600 followers just from posting about drag shows being banned and how they should and how drag is beautiful and how it's like. You know how wow. I know just over one post, and people are still in my comments. Like the comments on that post right now are like, you know, that probably must just be a lot of like, if you were to sit down and talk about some of the people who are upset about the thirty minutes being cut, it's like so unfortunate that it was your show. Yeah, be but like considering what's happening in the context of like our country right now, they're probably so upset because Girl. they're like, this is the only thing that like that community has, right? Yes. That like opens them up to yes. the world and like normalizes drag and like puts faces and like you fall in love with these men and like yes. they're just like such a part of this thing. And, and so they probably feel like, like we all... need this 30 minutes because like this is what allows us to like feel safe. To feel safe, yes, exactly, that's see, true. But it really should have just been not to take you guys off, it, it should have been, been like, to like, can all... we move it to a different fucking time or day or something? And let's all just be a community and support each other. I'm a supporter, you're like the same way, like I feel like every time somebody, anybody has a win, I always like to celebrate my friend's wins and everyone. Yeah. That's how it should be, and I feel like it's, you know, it wasn't celebrated at all, but, I don't want to let anyone ever take away my joy, and I feel like yeah. that's a good thing for anyone. It's like, I would be an idiot to sit here and be disappointed about filming a TV show for MTV and being myself and being my authentic self and just, like, I have to be proud of myself. So I'm not going to let these, like, gay guys on Twitter well, so like, think, I got to just be my, I got I to gotta be proud of myself. Like, you your know? parents met on the show. Yeah. Like, these are, like, huge life Dude. moments that you're having. That's why it is, that's the only thing that pisses me off is that, like, the people that have been talking so much shit about the show haven't watched the show. And the things mm. that we put out there on the show and how vulnerable we all were, it's like, it's just a shame because I'm like, you know, I've 
it's great because I have, but like, yeah, Brian and my parents met for the very first time on camera. Curtis is coming out in yeah, real Curtis time came during the show. Yeah, in real time, which like, is just like insane. incredible. It's incredible. Dorian showed who and he was. And think about like all of you, like as young boys, like growing up, like probably like some point, like realizing that like, oh my God, I'm gonna like, I am gonna have to at some point tell my family and my friends like that I'm a gay man and you'd never, I mean, could you ever consider when you were younger that there would be somebody doing that on television? It is the first time. And like, for me, I'm just like, to be able to see that and to watch that could help so many people. Cause you totally. don't even know how many suicides and like, I mean, thank God we have, you know, organizations like the Alley Forney Center, who's amazing, who takes, you know, trans youth, especially off the streets that can't mm-hmm. live at home no. when they come out or want to be themselves. And like, just to be able to watch this, it could have given someone a pathway or how to deal with it better or like how to talk to your family. Like there's so many lessons and things we lived out on the show that shouldn't have been taken away because of 30 minutes of a TV show. And there should have never been a petition. That was bad planning on MTV's part or whoever. No offense to MTV because thank God that they have this show and thank God that everything. But like, I don't know where the thinking came in there, but I the one thing is you have to realize you have to just kind of like. You have to roll with it, yeah. but you have to think it's a big network. They must know what they're doing somehow. Did it somewhere. get better or worse as like more shows came out and people? Way better. Okay, yeah. Because then people like fell in love like, and everybody loves it and like. Yeah. And even now, we were talking about today, like people, more and more people are coming up to me because now everyone's streaming and binging it, and like, mm-hmm. you know, people are loving it. It feels like it's really picking up. We just launched in the UK, Australia. Oh, cool! And now, like, people are just yeah. really loving it. It's a great show. Like, it well, really so you is go good. to your Instagram account and it's you like screaming positive affirmations at people. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> period. Like, honey, oh my god, everything's gonna be okay. <laughs> and like, the show was also a way for me to show a different side of me than just like. Like all my quotes and stuff come from things that have helped me and have uplifted me and just like make me have a better fucking day if I have to look in the mirror and say it in my head. But saying out loud, like that is what I love about my platform is that like I, the people that come up to me, like whether I've helped them come out, lose weight, like get over a breakup, just feel better. Like that is so meaningful to me other than just being an influencer. Like I, to help people is like, that's all I want to do. Yeah. And I want it to be like in a well, bigger. Well, totally like the goal of all of it is like you yes. build a community. They trust you. They love you. They trust you enough for you to be like, here's a product that I like. And I mean, because listen, we're not looking at magazines anymore. We nope. we click through commercials on television if there even is a fucking commercial anymore. I mean, this is like how fucking brands. And by the way, I always say like, it's so like as somebody who has multiple brands, like I'm nothing without an influencer posting about my products. Which is so, can I just do shade one one time really quick for Dorian? Because that's what didn't make sense With to his, me. Is like, his brand. You just hit the nail on the head. You have multiple brands. Mm-hmm. What brand goes on a TV show and says, I hate influencers, influencers are unemployed. Are you out of your mind? Know, like, it's like, it's someone, like, the like your whole brand could change if somebody just posted about his skincare, right? It's skincare that he does? Yeah, exactly. Yes. But like, and you've suffered with your, you've been open about skin scars, for forever. Like, yeah, I mean, everyone tore me apart for my skin on the show because, especially the opening scene. Who? I, oh, random people. Everyone was like, does, does Joey know there's no filter on his face? <gasps> Dorian actually called me, like, said something about my skin at the engagement party on the first episode, but they cut it. The second episode, the reason why I'm really crying. The way that it was cut was because I was crying about my insecurities about my skin and just who I was and they made it into something different but and that's fine but I worked on that but it does hurt it did hurt my feelings but I also realized how far I had come watching the first scene in the first episode the lighting and how bad my skin looked to me because we're always our worst critics. Those lights are crazy. I was like I would have never been able to sit here and be okay with that a year ago but it taught me growth and I was like I have worked on that insecurity it still is there but i was proud of myself to be able to watch back the scenes and just know that my confidence is building because i don't think you ever get to a point where you are just confident confident being such an insecure person my whole life of course and then switching to the journey to confidence which i'm on right now like i'm so proud of myself for being able to watch back the show and not rip myself apart for my body, for my oh face, my God, for my voice. I could boys. never. I would just turn into a puddle. And I did not do that. Good I'm, for you. And I'm very, that's not that's like growth. me. And that's growth. So yeah. I'm going to applaud myself for that. Good. And hopefully we're having another season. I mean, you signed yeah, up for multiple. Yeah. We're, what yeah. was it like filming? Oh my filming, gosh, can we do a pause tonight? Filming? <laughs> oh, we're filming. <laughs> Babe, if you don't think you're coming on season two, you are. You're you coming know on who 
uh, it was like fun. A, like more obsessed with gay men than anybody in the oh. planet is my fucking husband. Like he's oh, just well, then like we're doing that's a big his old, like we're, I'm coming to the pa- Pasadena whatever. That's his like comfort zone. Like he's so oh my god. One time we were driving home from Palm Springs on a Sunday, which is like you know like oh, every yeah, Sunday in Palm Springs is like the Super Bowl. But we like had to go. We had like something Sunday night or whatever, and we stopped at a red light downtown, and there was like a party going on. And he looked over and just to himself, he goes, "Angels." <laughs> oh my god, I'm obsessed. We have an ally on our hands. I'm just very hoping to have a, a couple sons. So maybe he'll you well, of course. I mean, that's coming on season two, honey. But you have to come on. No, no. I mean, I can't. I would. I that. By the way, you would love I'm it. so you psycho insecure it. that I would never. I'm joking about it. There's no fucking way. I would be freaking out if I saw myself on television. Would not be able to handle it. It's trippy. I will. say. I can't do it. You really see who like? Have you ever wanted to know like if you're talking to someone like what the fuck are they thinking? Because I'm a lot. I always think that I'm like I want to know like how I come off to other people. Go on a TV show, mm-hmm. watch yourself back. I realized I the was like, podcast is I am too a, much no, I'm a lot. I don't shut the fuck up. Like, I learned a lot about myself. And I really did praise my friends after that. Like, my best friends of 10, 15 years are still with me. I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> like I give you so you much. How have you been Like, how have you dealt with this shit for 15 years? But I'm like, you know, I am who I am. Got to be proud of it. Got to own it. When I listen to the podcast, I'm like, I'm awful. I don't know why everybody doesn't hate me. Oh, babe, everyone loves you. No, no, I don't know. You know, it's just like I get, I'm way too. The fact that you're on the show, like, I don't think people understand. You can't be in your head about it. I don't think people understand either. It's a big deal to, like, watch yourself back on TV and knowing everyone's watching and knowing your family's watching. I mean, it's just not normal. No. I mean, my intro was about getting to know me as, like, getting, taking a big dick for the first time. You got to ease and then what the city. (laughs) And I was like, my my grandma's watching. I was like, grandma, like, I got to let you know, girl. And uh, you know, but what does your grandma say? She said that she was promiscuous when she was younger too. Like she like doesn't really get. She was like talking about how she was like. I was like, that was her way to relate to you. Oh yeah. I was like, we gotta talk about something else, Grass. Like, we gotta. I had sex with. Well, I was really promiscuous too. Oh my god. It was a lot. Mm. So that's that. Colostrum is the first nutrition we receive in life, and it acts like a source code for the body containing all the essential nutrients we need in order to thrive. And Armora has created a proprietary concentrate of bovine colostrum that uses an innovative low heat extraction method to harness these 200 plus living bioactive nutrients in colostrum in their most pure, potent, bioavailable form. I'm going to tell you what this is going to do for your bod, okay? Because it can do many things. It strengthens your gut barrier helps combat inflammation, which guards against toxins, chemicals, and pollutants that negatively impact our metabolism. The bioactives enhance nutrient absorption, which can help optimize sleep, help stabilize blood sugar levels, and support metabolic hormones. Armora's adaptogenic properties uniquely buffer against the damaging effects of stress and cortisol. And you know that my whole day, every day is about balancing my cortisol. It also helps for balanced hormones and cellular protection throughout your body and brain. It fortifies your whole body microbiome to promote healthy hormone production for resilient cognition, balanced mood, sustained energy and focus, restorative sleep, optimized, stabilized sex hormones. There is nothing that it doesn't do. Combats inflammation to reduce puffiness in the face and neck. It reverses blemishes and redness. It reduces blemishes and redness for clear and glowing skin. It stimulates stem cells to reactive collagen prevention, which reverses wrinkles and age-related changes and an increased skin elasticity for plumper skin. I mean, it's insane. It also provides complete prebiotics and regenerative peptides to repair and protect the skin barrier against UV damage, chemicals, and pollutants. What doesn't it do? I use the orange flavor for my water. I put the unflavored in my smoothies. Sometimes I add it to my matcha. This is a staple for me. Visit tryarmora.com slash best and use code best at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. That's tryarmora.com slash best and use code best for 15% off your first order. Love you guys. I'm sure one, if not, you know, multiple of you would like to learn another language or have tried and it's maybe, you know, been 
difficult or embarrassing, or maybe you're like me and you married someone from another country and you really haven't been able to learn the language as fast as you would like. And now it's making you really insecure. And another trip is coming to the said country and your in-laws are kind of like, what's going on here? But guess what? I'm not doing that this year because I've been using Babbel. Babbel has sold more than 10 million subscriptions. It's addictively fun. They have little bite-sized language lessons and it's, I've been secretly doing it in my office because you only need 10 minutes for Babbel. You need 10 minutes. So if you started tomorrow and just did your 10 minute lessons, you could have real life conversation in as little as three weeks. Isn't that incredible? So I hope when we go to Italy in a few weeks, I'm just blowing everybody out of the water with my Italian. Babbel's expertly crafted lessons are built around real life, which is why it's so helpful. You can have practical conversation about travel, relationships, food, business. Other language learning apps use AI, but Babbel was created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. You can choose from 14 different languages, plus Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent, which is why I've been in my office doing my Babbel lessons without having to be embarrassed, improving my pronunciation, which is really where I get insecure. And I'm going to rip it this summer. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. And right now you can get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash Pia. That's babbel.com slash Pia for up to 55% off your subscription. We have no excuses. Babbel, language for life. Should we talk about the your... I think we'll frame it as growth. You were very best friends with Daniel Bernstein for a long time. Here we go. This is the question that I feel like everybody has been hounding me for for years. You guys were synonymous with each other for so long. Listen, I'll give her, you know, her credit. Like when I first was building my career, like she really helped me. She really put a lot of like, she was my mentor in a way, you know, she, she helped me through that. And you know, it's sad that I moved here. She's there. And, you grow up and you want everyone to kind of grow up with you. And that doesn't always happen in friendships. Mm-hmm. But it's tough because I think everyone kind of like relate kind of we were two peas in a motherfucking pod. Oh, my God. And, I, and there wasn't one without the other. blew off in the convertible. <laughs> no one will. Have, people still come up to me to this day and they will say, <laughs> hey, oh, my God, like your Balenciaga hat flying off from Danielle going to the Hampton. That was like a viral video. It was so fucking I was pissed. I just bought that damn Balenciaga hat. 400 bucks. I had no business buying a $400 hat then. And you couldn't turn around? We could. I was with Danielle. We're not turning around the damn car. We're not turning around the car with Danielle. Yeah, like, we, were, we, were, we were already in traffic. Oh, we were like, we had to get there. That was so funny. I mean, it was, yeah. But yeah, it's like the number one question on all my AMAs and everyone wants to know. And it's funny because like when I was... She was so in the height of her career when we were best friends. So, mm-hmm. like, people just would come up to me, like, everybody, you're best friends with me. We're what? Like, you're best friends. And now it's funny because it's transitioned to just like, you're joke. Like, yeah. I did come into my own. And I'm not sure if she really, like, loved that. I mean, listen, I have that with friendships in my up. own life, regardless of it being if you're doing influencer stuff on the internet or one friend gets married first or one friend's career takes off before the other one. Like this is just like life stuff that happens, unfortunately, you know? Yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. Talking about it, I'm a little sad and like, you know, I'm not a Reddit girl. I try not to go and look, I don't have the app. Sometimes I will. And you know, like I see like, there's like hundreds of Reddit apps just about me and Danielle's friendship and relationship. Oh my God honey i don't look on there ever it's beyond and like i i have looked once or twice just at those but it's like people are just so involved down to like my stories or what does this mean are danielle and joey getting back together like our friends and like we will always have that but things change and i think that we've been in these tips and these fights over the years and like it's sad because i do miss her but i don't think that where i am right now and where she is right now like i don't know is like available We've for that kind of relationship. We've tried to like get yeah. back on track, to be honest. I've never talked about this. This is a literal PA excuse. <laughs> this is what everybody wants to know. <laughs> but this is just the truth. And I think I deserve to 
protect myself too mm -hmm. and to tell my truth about it because it is hurtful it is sad and i have tried and i think that we just can't by the way i'm switzerland here i've known her for 20 years so yeah i I'm know like... i know you love her i mean she loves you she always has loved you and like that's the thing about thing else like she never talks shit about people she never she's not that girl and like mm -hmm. everyone thinks she's like this she's actually like a great fucking friend if she's if she is your friend she rides to the death for you totally and i and you know that i mean she really does fucking ride for her friends and i will say that but i think you know being her friend it's like it's a uh, it's upkeep and it's a lot of you know and we just couldn't get back to the exact place where we were before because we were inseparable and that's fine and it should be okay yeah i'm going through the exact same thing with somebody like oh it's not. It's nobody that anybody really knows. It's like a childhood friend. You know what I mean? It's like just life just like happens. And it's like, think about it. Like you're 30. I'm 36. Are you in any way, shape or form the same person you were a year ago, two years ago, five years ago? That's the thing. It's the same thing as being in a relationship with anybody or a partner or anything. Like you grow together or you grow separately. That's the thing. And I feel and like there's, yeah, there's stickiness in those things. There's so much stickiness in that kind of trajectory of growth. And this is the thing. When when you grow, people are always like, you've changed, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, I've changed and you haven't. And that's a problem. And when you get to that point... Mm -hmm you kind of get over the shit that you kind of see at some point that you didn't see when you weren't growing. Cause you're just like, I can't do this anymore. Like you always want to be able to give friends feedback. Mm -hmm. And when you can't give your best friend, any of your friends feedback about how you genuinely feel, mm -hmm. that's a problem. Yeah. And the other big problem is when you don't feel like your good friends can celebrate your big wins, things that you've always wanted to do, things that you've talked about with these people for years, when they're not there for you to celebrate that, yeah. that's the saddest part. And that hurts. Yeah. And, you know, it is it is what it is. You know, I think a lot of it comes down to people being really comfortable the way that, like, friendships are at their peak. And you're like, this is what is comfortable for me. Like, you're there yeah. and you do this. And I like that. By the way, this happens with influencers. Like, people don't like that now. Like, it's like criticizing success or something. Like, it's like, wait, why do you like me when I'm, like, just comfortable enough for you? Exactly. That's, oh, my God. Hit the nail on the head. You know? And, and why would you want to be friends with someone that doesn't want to see you soar? I feel like we're similar in the way that we want our friends to be, like, yeah, I'm like, we're, let's, we're all like, riding at dawn, guys. We're like, all let's go. Let's fucking good. gather up, bitch. We're going yeah. for it. Like, that's what it should be. And I feel like I don't want the people that want me complacent or like in a certain. I want my friends that want to inspire me because I do it for so many people. You're the hu the biggest advocate. I'm for that. the hype man. Yeah. So I need my hype men too. So I try and surround myself. I'm doing that right now. I'm really just focusing on people that are like, really fucking with me because I fuck with my friends hard and I just want people that are riding for me and are proud of me and that I want to leave hanging out with someone and feel better than I did coming into the conversation. Okay, well, my podcast that came out last week is about, like, the scientific study of what makes people happy. You have to listen to it. It's like, oh, I, I cry I on will. it because it's adorable. It's Dr. Mark, I'm, or Dr. Mark Schultz. And literally, the thing that makes people the most happy is human connection and relationships. Yeah. And so... He's like literally this like cute doctor and he's like, you know, if you leave if you leave hanging out with people and you don't feel good about it, like it affects your health. Like the science is there. Like you just have to be surrounded by people who just love you and adore you because it sticks with you and your cells feel it the same way they feel negative energy about with your own thoughts. Oof. I mean, it's really crazy. I'm all about that. Can I, I also like say something physical. that just hit me? What? Do we think that there's also kind of a thing to this like relationship between like female and gay best friend yeah of course that's like such a thing i mean the best girls are like, but i don't want the girls coming out to be like like some girls just are desperate for like a gay best friend too and they're like like girls out of nowhere are like oh, we gotta be best friends and like hit me up and i'm like girl i'm not feeling you know friends are friends but like a gay girls best love friend to have like their gay bestie is gay besties for a girl baby we are going to go to bat to war to <laughs> like we are going we are going to do anything for our girls. Mm -hmm. My girls are my everything. And like 
that's how I feel. It's that dramatic. I just, my, I will ride. I miss all my boys from when we used to work together at the office. Like, by the way, like we were prepping for my wedding. Like they were all at my house, like helping me with like wedding stuff. That's like a dream. they were all at the wedding. Like that was like my, I know, but then it sucks because like, then it's like when we all stopped working in the same office or like when they stopped working for LPA or whatever, it's like those relationships just kind of like, you know, life like shifts and it's like, wait a second, like I still want you around so much, but like we're all just like everyone's just on their little journey. But I, I do know. think there is this like intense thing with like a girl and her gay bestie because they're like it's it is this comfortable scenario where it's like, wait, I need you and like how are you doing that? And like what? And like I think like girls need out. to be very careful about not being like too needy. Yeah, just like a girl who's like, you know, it's like an inappropriate saying, but like a hag, you know, yeah, where you're just like, honey, you gotta be. There's a fine line. I remember somebody. I remember one of my. Do you know who Jordan Bach is? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so we went to college together. Like <laughs> oh he's like, my God. I've known. Like I just think. I mean, I just die for him. And I remember him one day being like, "No man likes like a hag." You know what I mean? Like it's true. I'm, I'm like, sorry to girls. say it, ladies. You gotta have a balance. You gotta be careful. Your gay best friend is not your toy. It's not your toy. Your gay best friend. Your gay best friend is not your toy. Let's put it here. I'm going to stand up for all the gays right now. Because sometimes it feels like that. Mm -hmm. And I felt like a toy I in some When he said that to me, I was like, I remember being like, oh my God, I hope I never make anybody feel that way. You're like full panic. You're like, oh my God, you're like going through but everything But I am a little at. bit like this with like, with Eric Best because I I just want him around me all the time. Oh my God, he lives. What's his thing? He can't stop Why talking about you. Why is he so magical? He, can't, he is, Eric Best is probably one of the most magical people. I'm very... Blessed to be best friends. He's obsessed with you. He hasn't stopped talking about you since that birthday. I ran into <laughs> him at dinner like two nights later, and I look over just as he was like kind of doing this. We made eye contact, and he went, mm. and like, and I was like, oh, I love you so much. He loves you so much. <laughs> and I love you guys, and I love all the French bulldogs. Oh my god, too. I'm I'm like ready for another one, but I'm ready for babies. Do you think I could do it? Yeah, I think like a year. But you know, you guys like you need to talk to other men who are going through this because. I know so many men right yeah. now who are having it's... issues with like surrogates and surrogates Me not too. What's being going able on to that? stay. It's very hard for women. I don't know. I don't know. But it's like all this pressure. Like there's this is a whole other level and layer. You know, I know someone who's like surrogate can't get, and she was like really depending on that money for her family. Oh my like, god! Like there's like a lot of levels and layers here. So like, I kind of just want to like have sex with a girl and call it a day, and then like just go that route. I know save people have done that too. Or like adopt to be there's so many. I like I would like to adopt. I would adopt. I would be open to all of it, but mm -hmm. I would definitely want one or two of my yeah, DNA of just to see like a little I mean I don't know Joey girl running around West Hollywood would be trippy <laughs> she'd be like a slut you like and your six sister four, are like, like so beautiful and fun and to die for I, yeah so I want to see what a little Joey would be I mean that's where it always comes down to it's like it's like I always say having a kid is like nothing but totally egotistical you're like I am fabulous enough to like want another one of to me the, yeah exactly yeah. so like I'm ready for it I think I can like handle it we got a lot going on. I want to get like, how long were you engaged? Like, what? We had to cancel our first wedding. Davide's mother got sick and passed away. It was oh like God, so, so sad. I think we got we got engaged in September, and we were trying to get married like in August. Oh my God! And so then I'm we really got married behind. like a year. No, I love a long engagement. I know that you've said that you don't want a long engagement. I think it's fabulous. People say that long engagement cause long engagements cause fights, but I would do it like if there was a spinoff. Well, let's get you this fucking spinoff and have the whole thing be let's about do this the wedding. whole thing be about the wedding because be... wedding is drama. <laughs> Melissa Andre was my wedding planner. Okay, so maybe I'll need She's her. She's fab. I just yeah, I'm ready. I think he's you ready. You need a fucking wedding planner. Yeah, I mean, honey, if I was doing the wedding, it would be like a curtain. Like, because there's not... things you don't think about. <coughs> like, also, I'm not organized. How's I don't the food have a good... getting there? Like, I don't have a good people, eye. Like the run of show. You could do your own wedding though, because you have a great eye. You're fucking artistic as fuck. Like, you're creative. I'm it not. really comes to I could. <laughs> I feel like I could do my own wedding only because I've done so many events. And I know, exactly. like, I've been, like, from when I did PR in my 20s, like, I know how an event, like, where is everyone going to the bathroom? Like, what are people going to do after cocktail hour? But, like, Melissa taught me so much where, like, people kind of get bored and they need, like, a new thing. You got to change your location. You have to do yeah, this. Yeah, I don't want like, people being bored at my wedding. No, you have to, like, he, and, by, and you can just, like, shift them to a different moment. 
I want like 10 moments. Yeah, and that doesn't need to be a moment where like a fucking circus happens. You just seem like, now the speech is happening over here. You know what I mean? Now we're going to do like, you know, like cocktail hours here and then we shift to dinner here. Do you want speeches during your dinner? Because like, I don't know if I'm going to do speeches. You have to have speeches. Why do we have to do speeches? Because that is what everyone needs to cry and be emotional. That's what weddings are for. Yeah, but haven't you ever been to a wedding and someone's speaking you're like, ugh. No, you ugh. pick key players. Okay. And you make sure that they are bringing the fucking fire. You don't let a fucking rookie come up here and give a fucking wedding speech. I guess I gotta invite Danielle to my wedding then. Yeah. She'd she do would a give bald a great, ass speech. I know, because She's she been talking you. about it for years. She about loves you. Speech. She would have a whole Maybe thing. we'll get back on track. I don't know yet. Maybe that's the spin-off. We live in different cities. <laughs> I asked her to film with me when we were like trying to get back on track. She was like, absolutely fucking not. Well, it's scary. It, it's not that scary. I think I was just made for it. Yeah, you. I, th- I would, that's my like, nightmare. I was filming five days a week. Like we were like just cameras in my house. I was like, this is fucking amazing. No. All the shit got cut out though. We got so much got cut out. Like yeah. it was crazy. Well, that's, just, that's the hard part is you're like, oh my God, that moment in the kitchen was cute because that was us or this was cute or whatever. Yes. And then all you see is like cut two, blah, 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 blah. I mean, to fit, think about how many men are on the fucking show and then think about how many hours they have of each of them. And then it's yeah, a fucking, how long true. is the show? I mean, oh my God. Think about how hard it is to edit this shit. So these people are just like, it's not the Joey and Brian show. I know, even though I would have loved it to be. Maybe it will be one day. I liked an ensemble cast though. It was fun, yes, except for the people course. that didn't show up to work. Like the person that says they're a CEO mm-hmm. and was 10 hours late, never showed up for scenes and made all of it. It was just hard to work with people that didn't want to like. Everyone's personalities are so different and they're looking to get different things out of this too. And that's just like really hard. That's the key. That's the thing. Everybody just wanted different things out of it. and. Well, what's next for you? I mean, I'm doing a lot, but I think it's more, you know, I've been an influencer for six, seven years. I've been doing the brand deals and everything like that, but just kind of like building my own brand and like building who I am and like taking my message to a bigger level. There's a lot of upcoming things. I'm doing a podcast soon. Good. You'll be coming on. Thank you. Honored. And I just want to do more TV. I really enjoyed filming. I love being in front of the camera. I like interviewing. I like, I just, I enjoy it all. Listen, you are a positive, rave, joyful sunshine. I love you. And I would love to be able to watch 30 minutes of you screaming at a camera that I need to like not call him back or wake up confident. (laughs) I want to be the gay Oprah. Yeah, great. Mark my words. You can be. I will be. Where can people find you? You can find me at Joey Zalzik on everything and the Real Friends of WeHo on MTV, streaming on Apple TV, Paramount Plus. Just type it into your Apple TV, bitch. You'll love it. Just the same place where we watch Yellowstone. No big deal. Exactly. <laughs> All right, thank you. I love you. Love you. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.